The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Good morning. It's Monday the 3rd of July in London. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe's podcast with Caroline Hepke and Stephen Carroll. Coming up today, we'll have news from Apple about the production of their mixed reality headset. And Tesla sets a delivery record for electric cars. Plus, we'll have the latest on the riots in France and what it means for President Emmanuel Macron. But first, our top stories. Apple is reported to be making major cuts to its Vision Pro headset production plans. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts reports. It was seven years in development and hailed as the most significant product launch since the iPhone. But now, according to the Financial Times, Apple is making drastic cuts to production forecasts for its mixed reality Vision Pro headset. The paper says the complexity of the $3,500 headset's design and difficulties in production have forced the move. It says fewer than 400,000 units are likely to be made next year. Internal targets were for sales of a million. The report, which Apple hasn't commented on, comes in the wake of the tech giant hitting a $3 trillion valuation on Friday, cementing its place as the world's most valuable company. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Tesla has delivered a record of more than 466,000 cars worldwide in the second quarter, outpacing Wall Street estimates. More from Bloomberg's Charlie Pallet. The deliveries are the most ever in a quarter for Austin-based Tesla and an 83% increase from a year ago. The results demonstrate that CEO Elon Musk's vow to chase volume by cutting prices have had their intended effect. Analysts survey by Bloomberg had expected Tesla to ship 448,350 cars in the quarter. The company also managed to trim the gap between production and deliveries, a number closely watched by analysts, to 13 15,560 units in the second quarter. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg, Daybreak Europe. French President Emmanuel Macron will meet the leaders of the National Assembly and Senate today to discuss the spate of riots that have swept the country. The number of arrests fell to 157 overnight, according to the Interior Ministry. Macron held another crisis meeting with ministers on Sunday evening as 45,000 police and special forces were deployed for a third night. Meanwhile, the grandmother of the teenager, Nael, whose killing sparked the unrest in France, is calling for an end The people who are pillaging, stop, stop. They're using Nile as a pretext. No, they must stop. Destroying the shops, the schools, the buses. The mothers take the buses. We take the buses. Tomorrow, Emmanuel Macron will meet mayors from the 220 areas most affected by almost a week of rioting. A first estimate by insurers has put the cost of the damage from the violence at more than 100 million euros, a number that is expected to rise. 
The corruption trial of ECB Governing Council member Peter Casimir begins today. The serving central bank policymaker is accused of offering a €48,000 bribe to speed up tax procedures against several companies during his term as finance minister. The Slovak central bank governor, who denies wrongdoing, faces up to five years in prison if found guilty. Chinese President Xi Jinping has elevated a long-serving technocrat to the central bank's top Communist Party role. Pang Gongsheng was named as the PBOC's party chief over the weekend. Bloomberg Economics' chief Asia economist Chang Shu says that one key sector of the economy could now see a change in approach. Pang Gongsheng has been the point person, as it were, for devising property markets. And we know the word is that he has a more hawkish stance on the property regulation. Going forward, we do see him taking a more practical approach uh, in dealing with the property market. Despite that shift, Chang Shu says the appointment is broadly seen as an indication of policy continuity. Reaction in China's equity and credit markets was muted. Well, US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will travel to Beijing later this week. She becomes the second member of Biden's cabinet to visit after Secretary of State Antony Blinken's trip three weeks ago. The US Treasury Department says Yellen will meet with senior Chinese government officials without naming exactly who, but that Yellen would not meet President Xi Jinping. As for a bilateral summit, President Joe Biden said in mid-June that he anticipates meeting Xi in the next several months. Okay, those are a few of our top stories for you this morning. A bit lighter, though, of course. It's the start of summer in the UK. Wimbledon begins today. Absolutely, tons of them expected to be eaten. And Novak Djokovic, of course, the Serb, who's won 23 Grand Slam titles. It's seen widely as the favourite in terms of Wimbledon. Yeah, Yeah, it begins today. Well, lots of interest, too, in Andy Murray and what's going to happen uh, to him. Could this be his last tournament? Yeah. Poor man. So many hopes pinned on him every year. Yeah, absolutely. And he has had an incredible career. And yet, of course, um, with the replacements that he's had and the surgery uh, immensely difficult but then these champions are fighters they are battlers and Venus Williams uh, is going to be at the tournament she is 43 and playing I mean what a remarkable career yeah Amazing. All right. Well, let's turn back to our top story this morning. Apple reportedly slashing production targets for its Vision Pro because manufacturers are struggling with the novel gadget's complex design. The Financial Times says the tech giant is now preparing to make fewer than 400,000 versions of the headsets. Joining us to discuss is Bloomberg Quick Takes Alex Webb. Alex, good morning to you. What is the reported problem that Apple is facing here? So according to the FT's reporting, it's to do with the micro OLED displays, which are essentially inside the the headset, uh, that they have some issues with the yields. Uh, Something that you quite often see with new technologies, that of the number that come off the production line, a lower percentage of those are actually usable than Apple um, would like. It's what we saw actually with Face ID when that was first uh, brought to market a few years ago. So uh, it's probably a relief in a sense that they weren't going for a massive, you know, trying to ship 15 million units in the first year when you're just dealing with a few hundred thousand the stakes are a little bit lower that's also perhaps one reason why they might have have done it on that sort of scale yeah absolutely so then is it a big blow for a kind of flagship product does it increase the anticipation the excitement about it or how can we judge i mean you you might you might find actually that it kind of helps them because scarcity sometimes is, is is beneficial and at this stage it wasn't likely to make any meaningful difference to the bottom or indeed the top line. In fact, it's probably going to be, there's a good chance it'll be loss making in the first year. This is 
a flagship product in the sense of flagship announcement, mm. but the iPhone is still the flagship product, right? That is still the thing that drives more than 50% of revenue. Uh, this probably the sales are likely to be little more than a rounding error when it comes to Apple's overall earnings. It's about laying the groundwork for what might be to come. And if you can get these devices into the hands of developers, that means they can start building the apps and services that, that run on Vision Pro or perhaps Vision, which might be the second generation at a slightly lower price, so that when it does, in Apple's hope, become a mass market product, there is a slew, there's a bevy of really compelling use cases that then drive a more widespread adoption. This, of course, was coming after Apple had that market milestone hitting $3 trillion valuation last week. Yeah, it's fascinating. The Apple machine just kind of churns on and sort of no matter what. It, I feel as though that number was perhaps less directly to do with um, the, the Vision Pro than it was just Apple's ability to continue layering on services to the, uh, to the iPhone that not only give users an, another opportunity to spend their money with Apple, but also ensure they have to keep returning and buying the iPhone. If you've got an Apple card, if you've got an Apple watch, if you've got AirPods, you know, if you spend all your money on those things, you're way less likely to be able to trade it in for, a, for an Android because you're so deeply tied into it. And that's really been the story of Apple under t Tim Cook over the past few years. Yeah, absolutely. The wearables business is hugely important to them. Um, Alex, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Bloomberg Quick Takes, Alex Webb. Up next, PIMCO's CEO warns of a harder landing and banks told to uphold free speech after accounts blacklisted. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com. The Paper Review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. And Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans is with us in the studio with the details of those stories. Good morning to you, Leanne. Let's start with the Financial Times. The headline there, Bond Fund Giant PIMCO prepares for harder landing for global economy. Yes, indeed, Stephen. Good morning to you. PIMCO says markets are far too optimistic about central banks' ability to dodge a recession. And this comes as they really battle inflation in the US and also in Europe. So speaking to the FT over the weekend was the CEO and he said, he's preparing for a harder landing than other investors while top central bank chiefs really continue their campaign of interest rate rises and we've obviously seen that here in the UK the Bank of England raising rates however speaking to the newspaper the CEO thinks a soft landing is actually most likely for the US economy so predicting that the firm owned by Germany's Allianz is favouring high quality 
government and corporate bonds right now at the moment. And PIMCO's move to safer bonds is really part of an industry shift that we're seeing towards higher quality fixed income assets. But Mm. really a warning there, Caroline, that we are too optimistic about the central bank's ability to dodge a recession and get inflation down. And this is all according to the CEO of PIMCO. Yeah, of course, Bloomberg was speaking to the CEO of Allianz on Friday. Allianz owns PIMCO. And so his comments to us were also pretty fascinating to layer in because he was talking about, yes, bonds are back, but it's all about flows. Um, We've got a guest actually on the programme who's going to be able to talk to us a little bit more um, about that uh, a little bit later on. But the question is, how much of the flows into bonds go into passive strategies or active strategies? You know, how much into ETFs, how much into active managers? But yeah, and so the soft landing idea sort of plays into that. But yeah, a very interesting conversation. Mm, Let's go to the Telegraph next, Leanne. Banks told to uphold free speech after accounts blacklisted. Yes, indeed, Stephen. And there was a lot about this over the weekend in the newspapers. And the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, is said to be deeply concerned about bans on customers who hold controversial views. He's actually called on the city minister, who's Andrew Griffith, to actually investigate the whole issue that is currently swirling around at the moment. Whitehall sources say to the newspaper that the results of a consultation on the whole subject matter is to be published within weeks. Now, this comes after it was launched earlier this year in the wake of PayPal blocking accounts of free speech groups. So consultation due in. And the controversy really actually flared up again last week. And that was after the leading Brexiteer, Nigel Farage, revealed his account had been closed by his bank, saying he wasn't sure why this had happened. And he'd gone to many other high street lenders and couldn't seem to open another bank account. A vicar was also dropped as a customer after criticising his lender's stance on LGBTQ plus issues. Mm. So there we are, two people. And the Treasury is poised to recommend a more rigid notice period if payment providers, including high street lenders, actually want to close a customer's bank account, as well as requiring banks to provide more information about why they have decided to close these accounts. And yeah. there is something that Alex Wickham has written on the Bloomberg terminal about Nigel Farage yeah. and the controversy surrounding these closed bank accounts. Yeah, I mean, Farage has been on television to talk about how this is serious political persecution at the very highest level of our system. So that's the sort of language that he's using. The bank um, apparently, though, uh, contacted him and it's about actually the fact that it is his business account that is being closed, that he still has the option of opening a personal um, ba- a personal bank account. So it's a little bit, I think, more complicated than this. Um, and also sort of, yeah, around around the bank's decisions, uh, you know, around how, how they make those decisions around business accounts, actually. Yeah, certainly um, an interesting story to monitor. Leanne, the Times next. Warnings of summer travel chaos in Europe as air traffic control is expected to be 
overloaded. Sounds familiar. Yes, very familiar. Flying to Europe this summer? Well, maybe you might be held up on the runway or you might face delays. And Eurocontrol warned passengers of a challenging period ahead with high overloads of air traffic seen on most days in many important regions, including Marseille, Athens and Budapest. Now, the Times is reporting this. And this can result in delays in aircrafts being forced to take these longer routes and I can't believe this but 25 million Brits are expected to head overseas between right now and September mostly by airs we get away on those summer holidays now the director general of Eurocontrol which does manage European airspace says this summer in Europe it's particularly challenging because there's less airspace because of the war in Ukraine and the military needs aviation bosses, including Michael O'Leary, the Mm -hmm. chief executive of Ryanair, also says there's a series of strikes by controllers in France, which remains one of the biggest threats to summer air travel. But I feel like every year we do get these warnings. So always arrive early, kind of expect to be delayed, which is annoying because I went away and I was delayed because of NATO training in the airspace. But these are things that happen, Caroline. So we've all got to be prepared. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.